everyone, and welcome to episode 156 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, and this is the second time of doing this intro with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. 20 minutes to an hour and a half after playing Dead Island 2. I love zombies. <laughs> my name is also Craig, also playing Dead Island. We're like the same person. Doing know, the same like, exact the, things, but we can't play name. together. Yeah, but we can't play I'm, together because crossplay apparently doesn't exist in 2023. So yeah, especially when you have a decade to make a sequel. But we could talk about that. <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk about Dead Island too because it. I can't remember the last time I didn't get like a big game that's coming out, and like Dead Island Two is very special and a big game in its own right. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the first times that like I haven't bought the game. You know, I've, I'm usually. I'm surprised. I'm proud of you. Same. Yeah, I didn't spend seventy dollars on a game. I'm going to play five minutes and then decide yeah. not to play anymore. So, you, 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 wait. Well, you know why? It's because of two reasons. Number one, the name of Dead Island Two is not long enough, and number two, there's no alchemist key. That's true. So if there's not an alchemist key, or the That's word Atelier in front of it, yeah, yep. Atelier yep. is apparently is what they all share. So that if they had it in front of it, Atelier Dead Island Two, you know, yeah. I'd have pre-ordered it. Chronicle of the Key to Zombie Survival. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 see, we might we might actually have something here. There we go. <laughs> Re vaccine search and recovery. That should also be at the end of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what game doesn't need a long title for me to put in is news. That's the that's the game this week of news that we're gonna go over. So pretty much the major one here is that Jonathan Majors has been dropped by his agency. It has been revealed that more women are coming forward to help with the prosecution case against his domestic violence. And his agency dropped him, which does take a lot to do. But we haven't heard anything from Disney. Maybe it's just assumed that he's going to be dropped or something like that. But overall, uh, I can't remember in recent times with like a huge actor that like kind of skyrocketed up to the top with like comparatively to Jonathan Majors and then what most likely is his downfall and that he's probably never going to be finding a job for a long time uh, just because mm-hmm. it's domestic violence like how do you guys feel about it or do you guys have any like other actors that have had a similar like uh, have Kevin had a Spacey. similar downfall yeah Spacey yeah that's right Spacey, Spacey. Um, you know what's funny is like I'm still I don't know what to think because they also had like there was him being dropped by his his companies representing him. And then there was also his lawyer putting up video of his girlfriend later on that night at the club, like drinking all night and acting like she was fine. And then you have like, oh, well, there's more women coming. And then them saying that, like, oh, the the taxi video will, you know, show that there was no issue here. But obviously that taxi video, which is going to be the most piece of like the biggest piece of evidence you're not going to see that until the trial, obviously. Um, but I just think it's interesting. Like, I don't ever want to like just completely jump to like, Oh, he's a hundred percent guilty until uh, everything has gone through here. There's a lot of evidence being thrown around. I also saw that Marvel has a contingency plan in place, I guess mm. to replace him already. Um, so would. yeah, I mean, you should, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is like, this whole story is crazy. Absolutely crazy. It is not, you know, domestic violence is definitely um, something that is not even often reported. So, you know, when you kind of see this thing on a grander scale like it is here, it's uh, pretty unnerving. Um, I uh, 
I don't have any sympathy. Uh, like, like Craig, I, I don't know if he's 100% guilty. Um, mm-hmm. but, like, but the accusations make me think a different way, which is why companies will have contingency plans and right. you'll see the inevitable downfall. No matter what happens, trial based majors is kind of, is going to be dragged through the mud. So, um, I don't even need a guilty plea. I, I don't know if I feel bad for the guy, but you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy case. I don't know if it's going to be like Johnny Depp trial tuning in the way the public was kind of tuning in and reacting to the Johnny Depp craziness. But you know, I, I you got to imagine some people are going to want to see how this comes, like what, what happens with the, at the end of the trial. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. somebody who's like, so, all over the place right now, like Marvel movies, Creed three commercials. And it just could not have happened at the worst time for him. Right. It's just, Mm -hmm. he's so out in the mainstream right now. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just sad to think that, you know, besides all the domestic violence stuff, I thought he was a pretty good actor. I thought he played well and well as Kang. Uh, I haven't seen Creed three yet, but I did plan to, so it's just like it seemed like he had some viable acting chops to let a talent go to waste because whether, you know, you can't control your anger or, you know, whatever caused the domestic violence in this particular case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. But I mean, he's 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 getting hit all in his money. So like yep. he's essentially he's essentially Hollywood broke in terms of his future, like or will be, you know what I yep. mean? So, yeah. yeah. We then have PlayStation adding Firewalk Studios uh, as a developer to its, you know, studio-owned developers or PlayStation Studios tag. I did go ahead and look them up. There's not many games that they're, uh, like, particularly independently released yet, but they did help on games like Call of Duty, Destiny, Apex Legends, and Halo, which Sony did come out and say that this studio is going to help Bungie with the next exclusive shooter that they're supposed to be releasing so it's nice to see sony investing some money into that uh these uh the firewalker studios obviously has some ties to the first person shooter business as all four of those games are very popular games Mm. and very popular shooters and very successful shooters all in their own right so just you know we have to see what they end up helping them with and it just makes me a bit more excited for whatever bungie's working on for playstation next so yeah you know it's just that we probably won't see anything for another five years is how how it feels with that Mm -hmm. uh and then just a kind of a connect thing is a u.s senator is asking sony to reveal their playstation game exclusivity deals (laughs) i was reading up on this and you know uh, and especially after sony did everything to try to stop microsoft from eventually owning and buying activision it seems as though the senator i you know i've I read the story and I was thinking it's like he just figured out that Final Fantasy is never Final Fantasy seven remake is never coming tax box. <laughs> yep. but, yeah. So it's like it's like he found this out and then he goes, I need to see the deal on this. And I guess to expose it, I don't know what it would really do for for Sony or not. Like they're not going to release the info if they don't have to, um, because I imagine it'll be, you know, kind of damning to see what, you know, how much they paid Square Enix to keep it off of Xbox because that never did come out for Xbox, did it? It just kind nope. of, yeah, nope. whispered away there. So mm-hmm. uh, they were just, uh, Sony was hoping you forgot, but the senator and Craig here, he, they did not. They yeah, know. did not. They remembered. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I would like to know the out. number. 
I, it's got to yeah. be a couple million at least, right? Yeah, or whatever happened to make Final Fantasy 16 an exclusive game as well. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see U.S. senators on Capitol Hill uh, clamoring for certain uh, developers to finish their games quicker. Why can't we get like a positive representation? Like, you know, um, it, I know it's a pipe dream, but I just think it would be hilarious if we had like an opposite in, in like bizarro world. We had like a senator who was like rallying for Grand Theft Auto to not take as long as it is from <laughs> Rockstar or something like that. Just, you know, that would be pretty funny. Well, let's see, yeah. you know, the reason we don't get that is if you guys have seen the clips from the grand jury trial from TikTok, these senators have no idea how Wi-Fi works and how that stuff works. <laughs> yes. so that's why. Because they're all why. 80 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they pick up a PlayStation 5 controller and they go, what is this contraption? What is this madness? Yeah, what is this contraption? <laughs> yeah. Can I talk to it? Can I talk in it? Yeah. Is this recording me? It's sending it to yeah, China. Is record- it is. Right. <laughs> it is just recording me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, and then, man. lastly, on my end is a switch hacker. Uh, now has been let out of prison uh, from uh, from it. But what was he was a hacker from uh, not from Nintendo, but for a site that let hacks and ROMs go for their games. His name is Gary Bowser. Not yeah. to be confused. With Doug Bowser, the uh, <laughs> the, yes, the yes. representative for Nintendo America, because I was reading this and I'm like, wait, Bowser is that the you know <laughs> Nintendo America spokesperson? And it's it literally, I feel like Doug and Gary, you know, they're almost very similar names. I can see why I kind of confuse them. But yeah, he's yeah. been let out of prison and now owes Nintendo money for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's kind oh. of insane. I had no idea that something where you know, you come out of prison and then, oh, wait, now I got to own Nintendo a certain amount of my paycheck, no matter what I make, you know, kind of thing. So it's it is insane. But, you know, <laughs> look up the story if you feel like reading a little bit more about it, just because this hacker was sent to jail already and now he's out of it. Oh, so wow. if you want to see whatever yep. happened in the past and how he got convicted, you can go ahead and read that story. But overall, you know, if. if you got to be careful of what you read on the internet because it, I, I, it took me a minute to figure out that Gary and Doug are not the same person. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think <laughs> um, they said that he owes Nintendo like millions of dollars. Hence yeah. the, and he had already started paying back when he was in jail because he was working, but like you don't get paid barely anything in jail. I think they said it's up to 30% of his paycheck goes yep. to Nintendo and they are making an example out of him for sure. Um, to oh, try to deter, to, you know, deter stuff like this from happening again. It'll still happen. But, um, yeah, I just think it's funny that this dude is never going to pay off the debt he owes ever. He's not. Um, he's not. So he's going to be giving Nintendo like two, two hundred, maybe three hundred dollars a month for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a car oh, payment to Nintendo for the rest of your life. No kidding. Wow. <laughs> but that's all I had for news this week. Sure. Um, so the first one I wanted to bring up is, did you guys watch the gameplay video for, I believe it's pronounced unrecord. It could be unrecord, but I think it's unrecord. No, I, I did not. No. Okay. So this game, um, is a first person shooter, uh, but as a, they call it a body cam style shooter. So it's, you know, imagine the camera being on your chest. 
Um, okay. the, the thing that is so crazy about this, if you go and watch this, is it is very hard at certain points in this trailer to determine that this is not actual footage. It's insane. Um, the way they did it, and we have to wait for the final product to see if it delivers, but my God, does it look real? Um, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, as far as I assume when I see stuff like this and it, you know, all this effort went into making it look as realistic, I'm sure the game is going to be extremely simple, probably not that great. Um, but regardless, like this is looking at that is when we were younger and you would see like going from PlayStation one to PlayStation two and you'd be like, Oh my God, look at those graphics. I got the same feeling when I watched this, I was like, Oh my God, there's no way. And like, there's even debates online, people saying that it's not a game and it's real footage. Um, so you can kind of decide for yourself, but there are certain points in the trailer where you can tell you're like, okay, that is actually a game. But for the most part, man, it's, it's hard to distinguish. It's crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm watching it right now. Uh, wild, this is, yeah, yeah. This this is pretty wild. It yeah. it just looks like like it definitely looks like live footage. I'm not right, like right. It looks like one of those, and I you know it's kind of hard to tell what. Uh, I feel like we've had a game like this before. It's almost like the point and click ones that are live action and yeah, like an stuff. FMV style game. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's what it feels like here. But oh, I guess it really depends because like it has one of the it had like a an option to say dispatch in in right. here. So I was thinking that maybe it's like almost a Detroit become human, like decide what mm -hmm. you're going to do, and then it happens out in real life kind of thing. But I guess. We Listen, yeah, we're, it, we're not going to know until people get hands on with this game, or at least some of sort of, of some sort of demo. And you can tell like there is a filter on there to make it a little bit harder to distinguish. But from first looks at it, they've been working on this game for a while. Like, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how this isn't some sort of <laughs> mixture of real life footage. Yeah. Now, they're they are swearing that it is all in game footage. All of it. Oh, we will see. We, we've heard we that before. See, right. Yeah. So, like I said, the debate is going on very heavily online whether or not this is actually just a video. Um, but you know, we have to. I don't. I don't want to say I'll take their word for it now. But the sooner they can put some sort of playable demo out there, even if it's like ten minutes, the better, right? Like let people experience it, and then that'll kind of put that rumor to rest right and be like no this is actually a controllable game but pretty crazy that is pretty that's yeah pretty this crazy. is yeah <laughs> um all right so next one uh, a little bit of some how about a happy story at least for me i you guys will probably feel the same way uh scalpers are having a hard time getting rid of their ps5s yeah, and i think scalpers. everybody everybody's mm. excited about this one um i I don't know about you guys, but almost every store that I go into now, I see PS5s on yes. the shelves, and it's a great site. Um, and I'm super happy that everybody who bought up a million of these is now stuck and can't sell them. Um, so good luck. I hope you have to sell them for less than you paid, because that's what yeah. you get. <laughs> how how good does that feel? Because like you great. know, like well, like we've had our PS5s for a while, gentlemen, but like you mm -hmm. know. While shopping for other things, you go and you kind of see that PS5 that's being offered for eight fifty, yep. or like nine fifty, a thousand. Even when back there was like an even crazier shortage with them, so that feels real good. That's 
hot chocolate <laughs> right after right after skiing for an entire yeah. day. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I I could be wrong, but I think even like graphics cards are a little bit easier to get now. Are they not? I've been seeing some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I have seen some graphics cards in stores now that I think about it, but it's usually like the ridiculously expensive ones. Okay. That have been, mm. uh, that that are you know kind of sitting in sitting in stores because a lot of gamers aren't the ones that are buying forty nineties or forty yeah, forty nineties. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you know. Overall, but at least though, it's good to see. if you're looking for an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Switch, like you can pretty much walk into almost any store right now and get one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is get, which is get all three. Thing. Yeah, you get all get three. All three. Yeah. Save up. <laughs> Um, next one I have here is, uh, the horizon DLC, um, it's getting review bombed. And I think we all know why, uh, people are upset with the, uh, the love the love interest for Aloy and are just, you know, as always taking to review bombing the DLC here, uh, to which I say for the hundredth time, grow up, please grow up. it's that last of us backlash that they're getting there just because like it it, it cannot exist at all in a <laughs> don't video put that game. in my video games yeah <laughs> you got mentality. this all alter- <laughs> you got this alternative narrative yep. going in my video game yeah <laughs> How i don't i mean supposed to stay straight with this yep. in video games <laughs> yeah 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 they're not there's been so many games at this point i don't know why people are still angry but then again people are angry at uh bud light so i mean that'll tell you that i don't mm-hmm. think this is ever going to go away but um yeah. i haven't played the dlc yet i don't know if i will i'm not that like super interested to go back into horizon right now maybe later um, but from what I've heard, it's, it's a pretty good DLC. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Barry, I'm sure Barry has played it and we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, we will talk about the game, mm-hmm. the DLC on the <laughs> other hand, I have not started. I bought it, that's fair. Uh, which is more fair. than anyone, any of us have done yet. So I have bought that's it. That's true. So I'll take that. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but I'll ta- <laughs> I will talk about Forbidden West cause I have a couple, uh, things to say about that game, but yeah. All right. Uh, and then the last thing I have here is uh, kind of a no-brainer, I guess. But uh, Microsoft is not happy with Xbox right now uh, over the lack of exclusives. I think it's something we've all been saying and everybody's been saying. Um, not a single one last year for Microsoft. Not a one. Um, and Microsoft is... that You can kind of imagine like Microsoft going to the Xbox division and being like, what are, what are you what are you doing? You bought all these studios. Where's these exclusives? Um, and I, you know, part of it ties into the whole Xbox wants to, hey, yeah, you can have this game. You want to play it on the Switch, sure, and not hoarding like Sony does. Um, but I agree. Like we're at the point now where like you got to give us something. You know, not even like Redfall is not exclusive. Well, and at this point, Redfall is not yeah. going to be it. It looks right. like so. yeah, thirty frames yeah, per second. Nice. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, where's, you know, two years ago was Halo, right? Two, was that two years ago? Yeah. Infinite was two years ago. Yeah. It wasn't last year. Um, and that's about the last one I can remember besides Forza. Um, but even then, I don't know if you technically consider those exclusive. They're on PC. Um, but yeah, we need something. So, uh, E3 time, I know E3 is gone, but like you better, they better come out with at least one or two. That's going to be oh, exclusive yeah. to Xbox or else they're going to have some uh, issues, angry people, 
a lot of people being like, why did I buy an Xbox? I should have bought a PlayStation. A lot of that type of thinking. Yeah, yeah I'm just, you'd already, already be asking already. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like yeah. already asking yourself that. And then, and right. then you add the, the lack of exclu- exclusives. So I play mainly on Xbox. I mean, everybody knows that. So to me, I'm just like, uh, yeah, it sucks. But like, I'm still playing my Xbox. But if it if I was the opposite, where I play everything on Sony and only play exclusives on the Xbox, I wouldn't have turned my Xbox on hardly ever last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless yeah. it was like, oh, I'll, let me check out Game Pass. Okay, let me, you know, and even on Game Pass, uh, we have Hi-Fi Rush. And that's about yeah. it. That's I think that's all we have, right, this year from mm-hmm. Microsoft. So I, yeah. I technically there's one. Um, but yeah, we, we need like eight or nine at this point. Yeah. And, you know, Craig, to your point, I've, it, it was officially a year since, um, we got our Xbox series X here in our household, uh, back in January or February. So about a year and three months, four months, mm-hmm. first game that I've actually purchased using or, or purchased on Xbox was dead space. And it's because it felt right Yeah, to like buy it via that like i've done nothing but game pass and there's no exclusives to be really interested in i don't own a physical copy of any game for xbox and i've had it for and like i'm a playstation guy but i appreciate all all video games like you know like we we all have everything on this on this channel Mm -hmm. but that's kind of embarrassing you know that there's not four or five things that i'm like i have to only purchase i can only purchase it on xbox and you know like every year that's like feel that feels real exclusive you yeah. know to 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 the to the platform so yeah i don't know about you guys but do you feel like like i tend to check game pass like once a week and i always look at like the coming soon and there's just like nothing there and mm-hmm. and I, i'm ass- assuming that like once we get their their uh, announcements their you know big showcase that they'll add a bunch more but like i pull it up every week and i'm like okay there's redfall which is in a couple weeks and yeah. there's you know what we just had like coffee talk to which i don't care <laughs> I know. um and then That's like some other random games but since hi-fi rush and i guess technically mlb they're just like it's just like a desolate wasteland over there <laughs> No, it really is. And like last case of Benedict Fox, which is a Fox, which is mm-hmm. a highly anticipated game, at least for me, it's coming out like this Thursday and it's like not even added on there. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that's like another one. And I'm not even sure if it's coming out on on Game Pass, because normally when something's like, you know, when you're able to play day one, you could see it like 80 months prior. Yep. You know, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm kind of the same way with Craig. You know, I use my Xbox primarily. It's a COD machine right now. Like, I can't... Mm -hmm. I actually can't tell you the last time I took a disc out of the Xbox (laughs) uh, to put something else other than Call of Duty in at the moment. But I feel like Game Pass is almost this thing now where if you're someone who's not, like, you know, we're the type of people that are buying every AAA game that we can find for Mm -hmm. the most part. So if you're someone who's either, uh, you know, hunting for game deals and stuff like that, or, you know, you never got to play Coffee Talk 2 or Monster Hunter uh, or any of the Monster (laughs) Hunter franchise, like you at least have the option to explore it and pay for it all within your uh, ultimate subscription. Where for us, like we kind of have it to justify, you know, okay, I don't need to buy that game physically. I can just 
Yeah, you know, I can just download it with the day one Xbox, uh, day one Game Pass. So that th- that's like how I feel about it. I admit, I'm like you. I do check it occasionally. Like mm-hmm. usually when mm-hmm. COD is uploading or updating, I'm checking Game Pass to see <laughs> if something if something's been added. But right. uh, a lot of the times, I just find that no, nothing's been added that's uh. going to interest me or anything like yeah. that. I still yeah. feel like I'm getting what I'm paying a year. I still feel like I'm getting my worth because I don't have to buy those big games. So like Hi-Fi Rush, um, I wouldn't mm-hmm. buy MLB, but I've put enough time into it that I feel like it's I've gotten my money's worth out of it. But yeah. even those other games, like I wouldn't be buying Redfall at all. If it oh, wasn't on Game no. Pass, I wouldn't even touch it. Especially um, now after yeah, all no. this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, what else is, what are the other big games that are coming? Starfield. I wouldn't buy that. Yeah. Um, but I'll play it. I guess I would buy Forza. Stalker. 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 We have no idea about yeah. Stalker. Yeah. Yep. The only ones I would buy is like, I would buy Halo. I would buy Forza. I'd probably mm-hmm. buy Stalker. Um, but that's probably it. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of hope I'm kind of hoping that either Wild Hearts or um, oh my god, the, the newest like a dragon becomes free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be, yep. yeah, Ishin becomes free like within this year, kind of yep. like you know how they did like a Ghostwire Tokyo shows up on Game Pass, like that kind of thing within the year. So like there, that's to go to your point, Barry. That's how I use my Xbox a lot. Is like, oh man, I don't need to play this game that hard because. You know, Tears of the Kingdom is out. Maybe in three months it'll right. it'll be on Game Pass. You know, like just hoping just to save like sixty bucks with certain games. You know, yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, I I, I have a lot riding personally on their showcase in June. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to see a lot. Yeah, hopefully there's something to show. That's, yeah. that's all they can hope for. So that's all I got. I'll give it to you, Craig. All right. So uh, first thing I got is uh, Sega has purchased rovio rovia sorry which for those of you who don't know rovia rovia are the creators of angry birds so yep. for Sega how much making a, uh, <laughs> i think 775 million people are still playing so, angry birds so here's the, here's what here's what it is i see what Sega's doing because Angry Birds was free. It was like the one of the three pinnacle free games that we can think of mobile games decade a decade or more ago that was played by a lot of people. It was that it was what's the gem game? Um Bejeweled. Bejeweled, thank you. Bejeweled is another Candy one. Crush. Um Candy Crush. That's probably what I was thinking, but I ended up with the gem <laughs> game. But I, I I know I was thinking about Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Okay. But Bejeweled. But but but, but yeah, so you have this free game and then like every single or at least a lot of the games that they like it eventually as the monetization comes into play in games more becomes monetized to yep. the point where angry birds discontinued the free version of their game and you had to buy the 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 uh the particular version that had the in-game purchases in order to continue playing angry birds so we see, so this is what sega's doing sega's buying it and i can see what they're doing they don't have any mobile footprint or any mobile press, or not any. Sorry, they don't have a tremendous mobile presence. Right. You spend seven hundred and seventy-five million on a studio that has essentially, that is essentially the Gordon Ramsay of mobile games, <laughs> or or at least has Gordon Ramsay expert style, you know, about mobile games specifically. 
And then you take fan favorites like Sonic and you create mobile monetized games and then you receive it on the back end. That's got to be. Could actu- you could actually easily make a Angry Birds just yeah. with a Sonic, Sonic skin on top of it. Yeah. yeah, you could. You definitely could. Like, like you could. I, I actually like Sega. If you if you can't figure it out, just hire me and <laughs> I'll take the millions of dollars you're going to pay for yeah. that. And I could easily get that going. I don't know the last time I heard somebody mention Angry Birds. Like, I know there's there's an arcade Angry Birds game. I've played that. But like, I don't know the last time I've heard anybody mention. Oh, yeah. Playing Angry Birds on their phone at all. It seems dead to me, but uh, I guess not. Not yeah. wrong. Yeah. I mean, it probably was because of the fact that it, I mean, it also, the hype died, but it became a game where you had to spend money and that wasn't what Angry Birds was about. Yeah. It was about being angry with birds. (laughs) Essentially. That's what I got out of it. There. Um, and then I guess on the 19th, I don't know. Cause I watched it later. I didn't watch it live, but there was the indie world showcase for switch where a bunch of different games were shown. Um, No no Hollow Knight Silk Song. Right. No Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah, that's going to be at the Microsoft announcement. Yeah. You know. Exactly. (laughs) But, like, there's some stuff, cool stuff there for Switch players, like Call to the Lamb DLC, that that I'm pretty sure comes out on the 24th or something like that. Um, And then... There was a couple of games that I saw that were kind of okay. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it, but there's like one called Mineka's Night Market, which is like this, it's this really adorable game. And I know what it's going to be for me. It's probably just going to be the, I have an hour before I have to work or something. Let me play something that's not going to, that's mindless. But it's it's essentially just like a puzzle game with a very cute town. There's a night market and you have to go out, create, get materials and create things to sell at this night market. And it looks adorable. There's a bunch of cat things and I'm a cat guy. So I'm also a dog guy, but I'm a cat guy, too. So I don't know. Like, that's what I got out of the indie showcase is what I'm saying. You know, it's it's Maneka's is Maneka's night market. Um I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it or not. Saw anything that you guys would be enticed by or anything like that. Um, there's this one game, and of course, it's a 2D anime uh, hand-drawn game. It's like Castlevania type, um, but I cannot remember its name. Uh, I was about to say, Craig, Craig, share your opinions while I'm trying to figure this out. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, I like these indie showcase uh, streams and videos. I just like zone out on. Because I just 99% of the time, I'm like, yeah, I don't care about any of these games at all. I don't want to be the person who's like, I only play AAA games because indie games can have some good ones. But like, I just feel like there's so many nowadays and 95% of them are not great. (laughs) After Image is what it's called. After Image. Okay. Yeah. After Image. Metroidvania apparently is a game as well. So. Oh, there was also there was also the donkey game. Let me give donkey his due animal well which is coming out um so they showcase that his due (laughs) yeah because he needs his due right i like donkey i don't know if that game's for me though that's fair man this after image has quite the anime cover very yes yes i'm aware (laughs) i'm very aware that this is but it's a metroidvania it's at least it's at least it's not altillier i have yet to find a metroidvania that has drawn me in yet i even uh this past like last week i was going through game pass 
trying to find something because it was like a down week. And like I tried playing um, uh, Hollow Knight again. I just can't. <laughs> Those games are just not for me. I don't know what it is, but like and this looks kind of I don't know, like I could try it, but uh, it's already out on Steam. Or no, it comes out Tuesday. Never mind. Tuesday, yep. Yeah. Comes out the okay. day you'll be listening to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> There you go. I mean, it doesn't look bad. I don't know if I'll like it. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I had, I thought this was funny. Um, but I think there is a specific demographic out for this type of person. But there is a game called Stray Gods. It is coming out on August 3rd, and it is a role-playing musical. Okay. You heard that right. It is a role-playing musical. August 3rd. It's developed by Summerfall Studios, published by Humble Games. I um I saw this and I was like, how long before Barry <laughs> wants to pre-order it on Steam? No, I'm just playing. That's <laughs> it's got a it's weird a, art style. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept. And mm-hmm. Uh, what I actually thought the first time I saw this is how is it 2023 and nothing has really ever come out like that. Yeah. There are musical scores, definitely music, musical scores in games. But I just yeah, it's playing right now. Yeah, Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I, I don't August know about 3rd. that one. <laughs> August 3rd, it's on Steam. I don't know what the role playing portion is going to be. Um, I didn't I didn't ca- catch the glimpse of who's in it, so I'd have to look that up again. But that's a thing. It on Steam August third this year. You know yeah, what gives but, me a, a little bit of pause though? It is it almost looks like a visual novel. Like it's it a whole lot of talking with branching dialogue. I'm not really seeing like a um the gameplay. Like, yeah, like the gameplay part of it. Interactive role playing musical, but like I'm I'm not I'm seeing a whole lot of this person saying this, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Visual novels are not for me. That's for sure. But it's an interesting concept. There is somebody out there in the world who jumped for joy when they saw this game. They were like, no way. Finally. They probably also like coffee talk. Maybe. (laughs) Cause that's what coffee talk is. Pretty much a visual novel. Yeah. 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 Mm. With coffee. Yep. (laughs) But that's all I got. All right. So then we'll go ahead and get into games this week in which I have started. Uh, I've started and played Advance Wars 1, 2 Reboot Camp. Just had to make sure I got that name right. Mm-hmm. And then I yes. played Horizon Forbidden West. Without the DLC. Without the <laughs> DLC. Um, all right. So obviously Dead Island 2 is the big one. Uh, I also yeah, yeah. started... I busted out the switch this week um, to play some uh, call to the lamb. Oh, <laughs> he's so excited Sorry. over there. No, I, I mean, so, I mean, that game came out in the summer and I'm the only yeah. one who played, who's played it. Let alone. I figured it, it was time. <laughs> I need something yes. on my switch, right? I haven't turned my switch on in a while. That's a good switch game. Mm-hmm. You don't need a big screen for that one. True. Um, I, um, Craig, you're going to be proud. Resident Evil 4 remake, done. Yes. Beat that. Jet skied on out of there. Jet skied on out of there. I have final <laughs> thoughts on that. Dead Island 2, I have started with my wife, and I have thoughts on that. 
And then I followed the hype, at least the hype in the last two to three weeks. And I started Dredge. Okay. I don't know. That fishing game that everybody's been playing on Switch or sorry, Steam. No, Damn. not Steam. Well, yeah. Sorry. Well, what console is it? <laughs> I meant, we I meant Twitch. I meant, I saw a bunch of people playing it on Twitch, but you can play it. I know Steam, Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember if it's on Switch. Right. I think it is. All right. Uh, I'm just trying to think where we should start here. Uh, I I'll suppose I'll start just with the Horizon Forbidden West stuff. Uh, overall, <laughs> like I love Horizon. I like the Horizon series. Overall, for me, I was about to start the DLC, saw that I was underleveled, and then decided, okay, I'm going to do some of the side quests to get leveled up. And I just started, ended up having a lot of fun with the game. <laughs> Uh, the first mission, I found out my stuff is severely underpowered, so I had to go ahead and get some gear, grind some gear in order to get better bow, arrow, weapons, and whatnot. But I I just wanted to mention this game, one, because I still believe it's a very big sleeper. I enjoy the heck out of this game. I I've, While catching up in order to get to the correct level, I am now level 42 when the recommended is 38. And on top of it, too, it's just like... I'm still having an insane amount of fun playing Horizon Forbidden West. And I guess for me, like that game, like still never got as much due that it should have either from the game awards uh, or just like other people in general. A lot of people wrote it off as another um, RPG, which it kind of is, but mm -hmm. uh, like just, I, I really enjoyed that game. I, I really haven't played it since beating it. I came in, got familiar with the controls and it's just, I don't know what it is. We talk about comfort games like last week. I don't, it's, it's reminds me of Monster Hunter in a way. It's just fun to load in and go hunt a robotic dinosaur and, and yeah. do that sort of stuff in, in Horizon. One, because it looks pretty. Two, it sounds good. Like still the sound design stuff is really good with that game. And three, you know, I, I find the gameplay loop fun. Couldn't, I, I want to see like the numbers, but do you think that this DLC is too late because it's over a year, right? Like Horizon came out in February of last year and we're in April. I think it's too late uh, and people are just like, ah, I don't want to go back to it. Uh, I will say that like there is a little bit part of me that's, you know, yeah, it's been a year later, uh, but mm -hmm. over like overall, there has to be like a refresher course, which I just kind of wish there was for these types of games, just because right. we don't there isn't a lot of that, you know, especially after you release a DLC a year later. I may need refreshers on the game in which, you know, other than looking it up on YouTube, they're really the game doesn't go, OK, like here are kind of the stuff you need to know. And then they jump you right into it, which would be nice. I also wanted to mention, too, like the quality of life stuff that they put in for that game is pretty is great. Like the fact that Aloy doesn't need to do an animation to pick up everything and every and every single little yeah. item it wants you to <laughs> makes it so yeah. much smoother. I was surprised at how much faster the game decides to play there. And also, I thought of this because I was looking through the settings for it. I don't know why Hogwarts Legacy doesn't have us. There's a co-pilot mode in Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West, which allows you to play with another person like someone who's never played video games before and kind of override the controls when need be. So yeah, cool. I've, I was really surprised to see that it's 
it, it's right there in it, co-pilot mode. It would have been awesome to have that while teaching my mom to play Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, there you go. Accessibility in video games, like Sony, seems to be doing it better Huge. than anyone. Like literally yep. anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen that co-pilot mode before, and I saw it, and I was immediately happy that like. If some young girl, like, for example, wanted to play, her, uh, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, and I don't know if it's in Zero Dawn, to be completely honest, um, you know, and, you know, the father or mother wants to, like, let her, like, play the game, you can, you kind of can. You can kind of show her and teach her how to play the game while, you know, kind of being that, you know, dry, uh, what's the word for it? I guess, like the co-pilot when a kid's driving in a way like driving passenger to like her driving the game, the Mm -hmm. controls there. So I just thought it was a really interesting snippet. And, you know, I hadn't talked about forbidden West in a while. So now I've filled up my daily yearly (laughs) quota of talking about forbidden West on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Craig, to go to your question though, um, as well, I think it's been a while, but from what I've seen, the game apparently has like one third of the size or the DLC has one third of the size of the original map is what I heard. Um, it's been a while, obviously, since Forbidden West itself came out. Um, but if I'm putting myself into the shoes, into into the shoes of somebody who, which I guess I am this person who had a game that they loved more in 2022 where like Elden Ring DLC, like I think if you love the game, like you're good with it coming out like with like over a year you know like i think there's i've heard there's enough in there that it's crazy i hear that like i I guess barry this is why you um maybe had to do some leveling up i hear there's a lot more apex creature action where like essentially everybody over there is apex just all the time (laughs) but or like maybe like the difficulty is rising there and um and this is also a good chance to be able to utilize flight because we get you get flight way later in original in the original game so yeah i don't know there's there's pros and and cons for like the length of time but i don't know i think i think it's up to every individual gamer maybe how how they how they see that but True. that's a very good question though it has been a long time you know I'm for st- DLC. i'm still convinced this is the prettiest game on console right now okay so I mean it's it's definitely up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean I'll be the first to admit I'm notorious for buying not like the big collector's edition of games but like the step above or like the one that comes with the season pass and then not even doing anything with the season pass. <laughs> like like I yeah. I bought last year I paid $100 for the version of WWE with the season pass and I never even downloaded any of the extra wrestlers, not one. Or, you know what I mean? And it's like, I've done that so many times with games where I'm like, I know I'm going to like this game and I'm going to want to play the DLC and I just never do. Um, And I've tried to like teach myself to be like, no, you don't need the $90 version or $80 version that comes with the season pass because once you beat the game, you're probably never going to touch it again. Um, So you are better than I am, Barry, as far as actually buying a DLC and actually playing it. Well, no, to, um. <laughs> to be fair, like I, I have similar ones like with like, for example, Forza Motorsport 5. Mm-hmm. You guys know how much I love Forza Motorsport. Yep. And yeah. I bought the Ultimate Edition. You know, the game did come free with Game Pass, but I bought all of the DLC crap with it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played it for a, <laughs> a year plus. I definitely haven't played it since the DLC has come out right. for uh for Horizon 5. 
So maybe it's just a little bit different to when it comes to like those games that maybe don't have a storyline that you're ready to jump into. Cause like WWE is that type of game where it's more arcadey pick right. a wrestler, play with that wrestler horizons, the same thing where it's select a race, go to a new area sort of thing, but they're not really driven by story. They're just driven by here's more content. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, uh, next one up for me then is advanced wars, uh, reboot camp one and two. I have only played one, I, and to be fair, I've never played these games ever before. This is my first time jumping into this series. Uh, when you start up the game, it is a little weird that 2 isn't available from the get-go. You have to play, or at least start one first. Hmm. But this game is so much more different than Fire Emblem. Uh, Fire Emblem is really my only, and I will say Final Fantasy Tactics, is really my only... I guess delve into the kind of turn-based area where there is like an, I'll admit like I've played Octopath Traveler, Triangle Strategy, blah, 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 all those games. Advance Wars is kind of in its own niche in a way. Uh, in most of these games, you're taught water is bad. You can't go into water. The troops can walk right into water. It, <laughs> I, it took me two missions to figure out wait, I could go into water. <laughs> like it's these types of gaming tropes that have been drilled into my mind that I have to, I have to, you know, kind of let go of. Usually the blue team is who you play as and the red team is who you uh the red team is who you face against. You control the orange star team. So now you're controlling the red and you're facing against blue. And there are other factions and colors. There's green and stuff like that as well, but that's beside the point. It's just like typical stuff to where well, untypical things where advanced wars is kind of rewiring my brain. Uh to like kind of figure out and accept this game for for what it is and the big thing here that i find with advanced wars is i do like the game it's definitely not a story heavy there's not some overarching story where there's some hidden or hidden villain or conqueror you need to go defeat or become a legendary dragon or gather the four crystals i can any of the other you know turn-based games sort of things that they have you do this game is just kind of, uh, okay, here's mission one. You're done with mission one. Let's go to mission two, three, four, so on and so forth. And the major thing here is, is that it's a little bit arcade in a way where the person you control has a special ability that you can use every certain amount of turns. So, you know, there's one that repairs his units. It gives him a little slight boost attack the there's another one that forces a blizzard i still don't know what that does i don't know what affects that <laughs> like everything turns into a blizzard and it makes it hard to walk but i still don't know yeah. how that helps him and like set and then the another one can like add luck to your uh add luck to your soldiers so they're able to like mm. roll for more damage and that kind of thing but like overall it's just it's one of these games where you're kind of used to like person a and person b having the same amount of attack no matter what their health is in typical kind of war fashion if a unit if you're against unit a that has 10 health and unit b that has 10 health if you attack them because they lose a bit of manpower they lose attack as well so it's more like being the aggressor here is all is good and starting off the and starting the one doing the attack is good because in the mm -hmm. end they do less damage to you they're 
and I'll say it's really, I feel like I'm going in circles. It's kind of hard to explain this type of game without playing it. But <laughs> uh, like uh, overall, it is a good turn-based strategy game. The art style is very, very clean. It is, it's an anime style, you know, who would have guessed it, Barry picked up the anime style game <laughs> again, but you know, o overall, you know, I, I have been enjoying the time. I do admit I am a little bit confused about what each of the units do. Like there are these, there are certain tanks that I think would be able to attack, but can't attack. I need to worry about supplying my tanks with fuel so they can move. I need to worry about like capturing enemy bases so that way i can place my people in those bases and they can heal there's just like mm. a ton of rewiring of my brain that i need to use to like get you know understand advanced wars maybe the only thing i would ask is that maybe there's a little bit of a there's a point in the game where you're able to like craft units i just wish there was a better explanation for what each of the units does and how to like get them to work and how to get them to work how you want to because I just find myself a lot of the time, you know, oh, wait, the unit can't do anything. So now I got to press wait because I don't know why it can attack. It's my main thing. And there's no like in Fire Emblem, there's a grid that shows you how far you can move and how far your enemy can move. And the overlapping areas are purple. So it's like, OK, I get that. I can see there's a visual thing telling me where they can attack me. And this is something you could turn on and off as well in Fire Emblem with how far you can move this is when they'll hit me i want to start it so i'm going to move one or two pace one or two spaces short in order to avoid getting hit in this game i haven't seen that setting or anything yet so i don't know how it works but you know other than being a little bit confused i am enjoying advanced wars i do think it's a good kind of light-hearted style turn-based game where it's not all dark and gloom like any of the other ones that i've mentioned and also just has a really bright and fun style to it. Like if I had to give it a number, which I know we don't usually do, but I feel the need to here. Like, I feel like I'd give it maybe an eight an 8.5 out of 10 for on my end. Again, I wish the tutorial was a bit clearer uh, just on my end on how to play this game. Cause I, you know, I'm about two, three hours in and I'm still a little confused as to why or what units have to do in order to get in range for an attack. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I've never played it either. I have it. Uh, it should be here probably tomorrow for me to check out. Like, I'm interested, um, but I have a feeling I'm probably going to be just like you be like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if it like maybe I don't know, maybe something will click for me. and I'll be like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Whereas something like Fire Emblem usually doesn't. Maybe it's, it's not different a huge enough. talking game. Yeah, it's not, not a huge yeah, talking that's game. Why. So yeah, that's why that's you might why. like it. There's True. not you. you just give me the missions through. and let me go. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me exactly. Yeah, I want a mission right now. <laughs> yeah, I want a mission. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm excited to try it yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to let me know how it is because yeah. just, just like me, I've had experience with these, so I had to like rewire my brain. Where you, I know you've played Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you may have a little bit of rewiring in your brain to do, but maybe just not as ingrained as mine. <laughs> Yeah, you played a lot more of that style of game than I have, for sure. Um, yeah, that's what I played. Okay. Um, we can stick with Switch. I can do Call of the Lamb real quick. Um, yes. I've played a couple hours so far. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet, honestly. Uh, I'm kind of like, I, I see where the hook is, right? Like, all right, go do 
They're they almost they feel like Zelda style dungeons to me, like old school they Zelda. Are. Yeah, like top down NES Zelda or Super Nintendo. Go do these dungeons, defeat the enemy, bring back your uh, your I forget what they call them, your followers. Just your followers, I guess. Your followers, yeah. Um, your cult, cult right, followers. and then you know, do like I enjoy like the going in the the chapel and doing like your 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 preaching to you yeah. know. I think that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, like I can definitely yeah. see that hook of like, all right, I'm building my. Uh, to me, it's like a base, right, or your settlement, and like, all right, I'm gonna have this this guy. He's gonna chop wood. This guy's gonna chop stone. This guy is just gonna go over here and worship me because I'm the greatest. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I see, I can definitely see where the hook is. It is pretty good. Like, I feel like it's a perfect switch game. Um, just to kind of pick up and like, all right, I'm going to run through a, a dungeon real quick and then I'm going to run back and, uh, make sure all my people are fed. Let me go cook them something real quick. Uh, let me go throw, let me go throw some preaching at them real quick and then I'm, I'm good yeah. for the day or whatever. Um, it's not an overly long game, right? It's not. It'll yeah. probably be like a 15 hour, maybe yeah. 20 for you. OK, um, but yeah, I can see where like your love for it and a lot of people's love for it is there. It's like it's a good game. Um, am I going to get the whole way through it? We'll see. Like I have every yeah. intention of trying my best to get through it. Um, but, you know, Advance Wars, I'll have that on the switch as well. Um, but it's I thought it was the perfect thing to start on the switch because I don't really have anything else on the switch and I haven't for a while. The last thing was Mario and Rabbids, and like, I stopped playing that a long time ago. Um, so this is like the perfect, Oh yeah, I can do, let me do one of these missions or areas before bed. And then I'm, and then I'm good after like 30 minutes or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I don't think I would play it as much if I was playing it on PC. I think that's probably the mm. best way to put it. I, I probably would have put it down already. So I'm still going to be playing it. We'll see like next week off to do a check in and see if like I stopped playing or if I'm still playing it. That'll be interesting to <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. That'll be the determining factor of whether or not I'm just like, nah, I'm done with that game, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> or or if I'm like, no, actually, now I'm fully hooked in and I need to go uh, go play it right after we're done recording. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do you want to jump into Dead Island. We yeah, can do we can Dead do Island. Island. Okay. Here we go. I need. I should have brought some popcorn for this. Okay. Um, first thing I want to say about this game is we are so many years removed from the first Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide. Um, and this game, for all the it's turmoil, trash. for all the turmoil this game has had, and how long it's taken, it has no business being as good as it is. Oh, honestly. okay. There like we go. it is. There's there's certain things in games that draw me in immediately and they're really dumb. One of them is sound. And like for me, like the sound of moving stuff around in Resident Evil in your like when you're rearranging that clicking noise. I love that sound. Um, I love all the sounds in Resident Evil. For me, like starting Dead Island, even the the walking sound, I was like, oh, my God, I love that walking sound. It's so good. So good. Yeah. It's so stupid to say that. But yes, um, I will say that if you don't enjoy um a game where it's like here's your mission because it's not open world which kind of threw me for a loop it's not open world you're going into different areas and doing missions but when you start a mission if you're the type of person who does not like going into an area to start a mission and getting distracted thirty five thousand times by 
oh, I need to go pick this up. I'm going to go pick this up. Oh, I can go in here. Let me go in this house. Then you're not going to like the game because they give you so much stuff to do. And oh I God, feel everywhere. And I feel like they put so much time into like no one house looks like another house. Yeah. Like it's just everything is completely different. I'm going to go in this house. Oh, my God. This house is a um, a house where a bunch of streamers lived. This is cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go in this house. All right. This person's house is like, uh, oh, my God, what happened here? This house is full of blood. What what is happening? And it's just like every house to me is like a different story. And I have yeah, to like is. I have to go into every single one. Um, yeah. So I'm on like the third mission, I think. I'm at the movie studio. I think that's the third mission. Um, and I've spent so much time already in the game just wandering. Uh, and I've been having a blast. But to me, the star of the show is something that I've wanted from a game in forever. And it's what we got promised with Atomic Heart and it didn't work. Was what Dead Island calls the gore system is incredible. You know, like we remember the first trailer for Atomic Heart when you're like beating up the robots and they're like, oh, if you hit them here, there's going to be a dent. Or if you hit them here, there's a dent. And then the game came out and that didn't really happen. Like that's Mm -hmm. what Dead Island's doing, but it works. Like if I'm using a, if I'm using a sharp instrument and I hit them in the leg, guess what? Their legs coming off. Or if I'm using a hammer and I hit them in the face, guess what? Their eyeball just popped out of their socket or I cracked their skull open and I can see their brain. Or I hit them in the chest and I can, their flesh fell off and I can see their heart or their lungs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like their ribs are cracked. It's incredible. Like the amount mm-hmm. of detail they put into that. And it's gross. Like this game is gross. Um, it is. It's over the top gross. Uh, but it's so impressive what they're doing. Like I have so much fun. Like, oh, what happens if I hit this zombie here? Oh, what happens if I hit him here? Oh my God, that shouldn't have worked, but it did. Like that kind of stuff is just incredible to me. And if it wasn't for that, I feel like I'd be getting a little bored because it's at its heart. It's here's the melee weapon. Go beat up 50 zombies and complete your mission. We might throw a gun at you if you're lucky. But for the most part, here's a hammer. Here's a sword. Go do this. Finish your mission. Okay, go do another one. Like it would get old real quick. Um, So I think them adding in the gore system just like keeps it not fresh, but like exciting for me. And fresh it's cooler. definitely, yeah. Um, I think we can safely say this is going to be a t- contender for um, uh, biggest surprise this year. I think, you know, I like, <laughs> I like where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like where you're going with that. Um, so what I like um, to kind of build off of what you said there mm-hmm. is, if it's not an open world, it's not an open world game like the first Dead Island, which I believe is 100% completely fine. Because yep. like like you said, every square inch of the small areas that you could tell they spent so much time creating yeah. tells a story in every single building, on every single corner, so on and so forth. And, you know, my wife and I played together, which the multiplayer is pretty freaking fantastic. I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um we spent so much time just wandering off the beaten path just because everything told a story. Usually a house will have one or two collectibles in there. It's usually either a letter that somebody wrote in there and that's why they're not there because they, you you kind of like discover their fate because maybe you killed them as a zombie. Yeah. 20 minutes ago, you know, or 
like I, the streamer house, I know exactly the house you're yeah. talking about. All you, all you had to say was streamer house, and I knew exactly what you're talking about. It's, it had a yep. bowling alley in it. It had an it arcade. Had. It had all these <laughs> awesome things in it. And you, you're stopping and you're looking at just like all of this t- love and tenderness. Um, we're in. Uh, we beat the first boss. Okay. Yep. To show you, to show you where we are, and we're going back to Bel Air, which is the first area that you're in. After mm-hmm. after beating that boss for everybody at home, there's no real spoiler there. You actually see the first boss in a lot of the gameplay trailers. Yeah. Um, but um, it's already just quite impressive. Now, as far as just to not beat like a dead horse into what you've already said, because I agree with the things that you said there. But the multiplayer is fantastic. You play three missions. It takes like 45 minutes to do it. They tutorial yeah. you a little bit. And in comparison to another game that's kind of like it, like Dying Light 2, when you join somebody's game, your progression progresses with the host's progression. So my wife joined my game, which means that if she wants to play on her own or wants to play with somebody else, she will start where we finished. It's not just my progression. So take that Redfall, yeah, because that's Redfall's <laughs> problem already. That's one of 18 of Redfall's problems. <laughs> Take that Dying Light 2. I'm pretty sure Dying Light 2 didn't have that feature. Correct. Or anybody or any. So like while like while it's not cross play and I feel like the game should have been modernized so that my wife and I could play with you, Craig, on like, you know, our PlayStations to your Xbox. While it doesn't have that, which you can make fun of them for, they do have like a, a system like that that really works. It's very easy to get into a game with somebody. You can limit it to just friends, invite only, all of those accessible choices so that somebody just doesn't jump in your game that you don't know. Yep. Um, the loot system, and I feel like I do need to talk about the multiplayer because this is a multiplayer type of game. The, the loot system, all key items do get passed throughout the group based off of who picks it up, but your own individual consumable loot stuff for crafting, you do have to pick it up if somebody else finds it. So if somebody grabs it and says, hey, there's some chemical over here, you got to go get the chemical. But if you pick up like a key that you're going to need later for a lock, it just gets dispersed amongst the two, the other two or one player that you're playing with, just okay. so you all know. Um, I love the flesh system. Flesh system yeah. is great. They, re- they really fleshed it out <laughs> with that system. They did. Um, uh, I can tell that maybe the melee might get monotonous by the 15th hour but i can't right. tell you that for sure because like you said the gore system is great what That's happens insane. when i hit the zombie here i had I, the last thing i did before i turned that gate off, gate off g- game off is i was beating somebody with an electrified rake you know mm-hmm. and just another all day. of those yeah just another day <laughs> yep so i don't see there being a incredible cast of zombie characters there's going to be a bloater probably there's already like you could already tell there's probably going to be some type of like larger person, which yep. there there is based off the part that my wife and I got to. Um, so the, the zombie thing, it's kind of hard to recreate new zombies to put in video games because, you know, you look across, there's always something that's called a screamer yep. or a bloater or a runner or a, ta- or a runner or mm-hmm. a tank or a, like so whatever. But um, it looks beautiful. Can't wait to finish the game. There's no way I'm not. Um, I do suggest playing it with a friend, though, because um, there is that camaraderie as well, if you can, those of you mm-hmm. at home and who are watching and listening. So it's a great game. You know, what's funny, too, is because of that gore system, when you're fighting these bosses or even like some enemies that have a bigger amount of health is when you get to the end of fighting, 
even that first boss is they are so mangled by the time they're yeah. almost dead. It's hilarious. Like they don't have yeah. a face anymore. They may have one arm because you hacked one off, you know, or maybe they're, you know, uh, you cut off both legs. So they're crawling after you. It's just incredible. The amount of detail that went into something so simple. Um, they, exactly. they didn't have to do that. They could have kept the, you know, the bosses is just like, here's their health bar. This is what they're going to look like until you beat them. But they didn't do that. Um, yeah. The one gripe I have, though, and I just remembered, I, I was like dead set on bringing this up. Um, oh, my God. Stop asking me about Alexa. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you get that in yours? No. I, oh, my mean? God. OK, so. <laughs> So I don't know if maybe it's just an Xbox thing. Maybe. I don't know. I'm assuming it's in both. But when I was like, when you play the beginning and you get to a certain point and there's a pop up that comes up, that's like, hey, we have this setting where if you have an Alexa based device, you can sync it to the game and then you can call out because some of the zombies have names, right? Um, They'll have actual names. Um, If there's a zombie on screen with a name, you can say the name, your Alexa will pick it up, and then the zombie will respond in the game, um, which is kind of a cool idea, right? I don't have any Alexa-based items. I have Google everything, right? It's asked me like six times, hey, do you want to set this up? No, I don't. I don't, okay? It reminds me of like some of the gimmick stuff they used to do in like the 360 era, where it was like, uh, I don't know if you remember like the NBA games, if you had... Uh, connect hooked up to your xbox if you swore you got a technical um it's yeah. like it, it reminds me of that kind of stuff where they're like hey if you call out to a group of zombies they'll hear you and come over and you can lure them into a trap i get the madden idea yeah madden yep like i get mm-hmm. the idea of it and that's fine like it's an interesting thing but like if i say no the first time stop asking me six more times i had to like or go into the menus the, uh, don't ask anymore sort of i had to go yeah. into the menus and turn it off it was um, in there, but I was they like, didn't "Ask us that, really?" I wonder no, if it's. I, I wonder if it's because multiplayer, maybe I don't know, or don't maybe know. it is only a, an Xbox thing. But um, yeah, it was interesting. I'm like, "Oh, I haven't seen that done in a game in a while." And then an hour later, I'm like, "If you don't stop asking me this, I swear <laughs> to God." <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, the game's great. I love it. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, so very quickly, Resident Evil 4 remake. You met Still the man in the oven. I met I met the man in the <laughs> oven, and I no longer trust freezers nope. as well. Nope. Um, how do you feel about those is, guys? You don't have to spoil I, anything, but how do you feel about those enemies? I love them, man. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> I love I love how they're introduced. Mm-hmm. I love how you can't immediately do anything about them yep i love when you find out what you can do about them and then you're like all right revenge yep (laughs) i um i love the animation that they do there's a specific like floppy way that they attack you and Mm -hmm. that's the only way i'm going to describe it to not ruin it for barry or anybody (laughs) else and that is unnerving yeah um i didn't find them incredibly difficult after you find out what to do about them right but that's the point. That's the mm-hmm. point of the game. You know, like it was the same thing with um, the chainsaw guys. There was a couple of those guys towards the end. And I was like, oh, I know you, except yep. I have a shotgun and a magnum now. Like, you know what I mean? I did. I don't have just the the standard handgun at the beginning. 
but those things are incredible um they're one of my favorite enemies right now i think i'm just yeah. off the, the i'm on the the honeymoon hype <laughs> of the game i think the game's awesome i think the original deserved exactly what all the hype that it had for anybody who played it and we could not wait for this remake and i told you so to everybody else um even with the stuff that they take took out because after i was done i looked up stuff that they took out and that they rearranged i think that it was it was fantastic final boss was not too difficult but um i, I at least not in comparison to some of those others i honestly think uh homeboy that you fight yeah um the second time yeah, that was tough. Was, that was the hardest fight for me. Um, mm -hmm. He hit like a truck. But yep. um, as far as what you can get, as far as uh, like just the enemy types and like you never really felt safe in specific parts. It's just it's such a great game, man. It's just it's 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 my favorite game right now that I've played this year. And I know so I've said this Hogwarts. On, it took out oh yeah okay oh, it took out hogwarts interesting Ho hogwarts hogwarts was for me spent a little bit too much time in the oven in terms of what i was playing like by the end of it i was like oh come on <laughs> yeah I'm like like come on let me just finish it real quick like this other area <laughs> didn't need to exist re has perfect pacing it's a different game though it's not an open world game but re has perfect pacing every area has its own dynamic and its own personality i'm pretty i guess i'm pretty big on that now it's like i want different areas with their own designated personality you have a village section you have another section that has you know like and and there's just a progression and um the enemies kind of progress with it too even the fodder progress with it too once you get out of the village there's a whole different fodder that you're fighting and they're different and a little bit more crafty and so on and so forth so the ashley mechanic is great too having to worry about her it felt good when you didn't yeah. um but but I, I can honestly say craig like I, I texted you guys with it i think chapter 13 is my favorite because of that portion yeah um i, I it was completely different it's tense and mm -hmm. it's completely different from an act from the whole action portion of the game. Yep. So the fact that they were doing that mere hours from the end. Yeah. Is, is, is awesome. So I love it, it. I always looked at it as like Resident Evil four is the action oriented version of a Resident Evil game. But that section is them being like, we're still a Resident Evil game. Don't forget that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If but you can, for, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, go ahead, no, go ahead. I was going to say really quickly, if you take, for anybody who hasn't played this, but maybe played Resident Evil 8, if you took the second main area of Resident Evil 8 and you put it after the Fish Boys mm -hmm. portion, or even after the, the industrial portion, that's what that part felt like to me. It was like, look, you've been shooting a lot of things, you're doing your thing, that's great. You have all these grenades and these flashbangs and such like that boom yep <laughs> deal deal with it i hope you enjoy so like yeah. that's what that felt like to me like it felt like the baby part but like at the like like yeah. if it was at the end of resident resident evil 8 don't say that barry so. won't play it 
he heard the baby <laughs> part and he had flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> says, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Resident yeah. Evil 4 and set it over here now and never touch it again. <laughs> it's no, definitely not as bad as the baby. Oh, section. it's not. It's, it's not. Oh, no, as bad I still, as the I still plan on playing Resident Evil 4. Like there's still there, there's there's <laughs> I, I will still play through it. I when I'm playing it, I am having fun. It just, mm-hmm. you know, much like the other games that come out this year, get lost in the shuffle. That's yep. That's, you know, yeah. What, what I will say is what I will say is the last thing is this is the first game that I have played that I've finished and and almost restarted immediately. I'm not a guy that does that a lot. That's just mm-hmm. not my gaming style because I normally have something waiting. Um, even if you know, I know, Craig, that you have stuff waiting, too, but you like yeah. replaying stuff. And I admire that. I'm, yeah, he's I, on his I, third that's, playthrough of Dead Space. That's true. I know. That's what I'm <laughs> like. That's that's a quality I almost wish I could have with games that I really enjoy. I don't know. Um, but um, I almost had I not finished it at 11 p.m. the night that I finished it, I would have restarted it immediately. I think yeah. it was 11 or, or midnight when I finished the the night that I finished it. But like, had I not, I would have restarted just the gutsy knee jerk. Yep. Like, let's do it again. Like, I, I loved that. I want more. I'm going to start straight from chapter one again. Let's go. Like, you know, so yep. recommend it to everybody. Everybody scare, scare, get scared easily or not. Yeah. Suck it up and play it. Play it. <laughs> um, And then two minutes with Dredge, because that's about as long as I played. Um, Dredge is a fishing style. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a great game. I just didn't play it long. I started it today. Um, Dredge is by Black Salt Games and Teen 17. Just wanted to shout out to both of them because I think they have something great here. It's a fishing kind of, I don't know if it's RPG. You do have to build your boat and you have those mechanics and such like that. Um, here's why it makes me feel like a roguelike or at least a rogue style game. It's not a roguelike, but it, this is what reminds me of like a rogue game. It's like they don't tell you much. They throw you into it. You're a fisherman. You've been contracted to fish fish at this particular like small uh town um yeah your boat crashes on the way there that's all you know you get to the town the mayor's like hey you got a fish i see that you don't have a boat here's a boat you owe me money thank you very much so there's a day and night cycle and the time passes where either if your ship is moving or if you're fishing now you can only carry a certain amount of fish on your boat you pick you pick up the fish. There's a small mini game with fishing. It's not too hard. It's basically like the, it's going back and forth. Stop it when it's on the right area. And you um, have like a Resident Evil 4 style or Tetris style in, in a combined way capacity on your boat. So you have to move the fish around and rotate them so that you can create the most amount. Here's where the game is dope. The day night cycle during the day. Don't have to worry about much. Don't hit a rock. Don't do things like that at night. A fog sets in and different monsters come out. You also have a sanity meter that goes down, especially if you don't have any light on your boat, the more you're out to sea at night. So you have to judge how long am I going to stay out and get these fish for more money before night flows in. When it gets to like 5 p.m. and you start seeing the sun go down, am I close enough to a dock? (laughs) And depending on how you push it, like you can get attacked and killed or your fishing vessel can get destroyed at night specifically because you either hallucinate because of your meter or you get attacked by different creatures. And I'm pretty sure like inspired by like actual like, I don't know if the Kraken is there yet. I haven't gotten attacked by the Kraken, but 
it, it gets pretty gets pretty gnarly when you start getting towards the end there, especially because you build up your boat, then you get to trudge out longer. And then, but like, how far do you go? You see that thing off in the distance. There's a fish you can't catch. You haven't caught yet. How, how far do you go? Like, so that's where I think um, a lot of the uh, playing with everybody's head kind of thing goes with this game, which is why people like it. I like it. Um, I have the day off tomorrow. So I know that I'm probably going to play like straight five to six hours of this at least. But I see where the hype is. It's only 25 bucks. You can get the deluxe edition for 30 um, don't buy any add-ons. I think they offer a couple of add-ons. Don't do that. But um, it, it's 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 good so far. The art style is pretty drab. It's it, like when you go into towns, people look real musty, and like they look like they've lived lives, you know, <laughs> like that type of thing. But I recommend it. Looks like it'd be a good Game Pass game. Yeah, it would be. I was going to wait. <laughs> Speaking mm-hmm. of waiting for Game Pass, I was going to wait, but I was like, you know what? I got. I had like. A couple of like I think I had ten bucks in my PlayStation like from those that's that ex- pathetic excuse for Game Pass that they're trying to do on their end. <laughs> I had ten bucks lying around. I was like, I'll pay fifteen for this just to play it now. I need something to get to Jedi Survivor. Yeah, is what I need. Yeah. Fair. So anyway, I I think it's a good game. Looks interesting. Perfect. Yeah. All right, now it's on to movies and TV shows for this week. Which for a lot of us, there is at least for me. We have the Mandalorian finale, Extrapolations yep. finale, uh, new episode of Ted Lasso. Oh, wow. Great, as always. Um, yep. I then went ahead and saw Suzumi. I then saw Super Mario movie. And I have to talk about the first episode of an anime called Oshinoko. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just loved I just I, I looked at I, I, I know Craig and I maybe didn't make eye contact but when you said that i i looked at craig like. um all right i kept it pretty simple obviously ted lasso is great but uh mandalorian and you know i watch power rangers once and always once like yeah the power rangers movie Sick. does that count as anime um uh, it's, it's not animated <laughs> listen it's my childhood you leave it alone yeah you know it's not anime and i've got nothing wrong with power rangers yeah listen they do all the hand motions like anime they do (laughs) they do yeah i can agree with that uh (laughs) it was a light week for me very very light so i'll let you gentlemen do most of the talking but i will tell you that you'll be proud of what i did watch Uh and i spent most of my time watching i started dark well i've been watching ted lasso i started dark Hey, yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> Good. Started ain't it? dark. Join the club almost at the end. <laughs> almost at the end of the first season. It's crazy. <laughs> it's dark. It's dark. It's dark and confusing. That's what it should be called. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Um. So I'll make Barry's anime corner quick for the most part. Okay. Um. Movie Suzumi. Uh, directed. Sorry, give me a second because I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget who's directing the movie. He's done the. Uh, so I'm familiar with his two other movies, which are Your Name and Weathering with You. This is kind of the next movie here. That's right. He, the director is Makoto Shinkai. He's kind of known for making these cross like world time travel story, uh, love kind of movies. Uh. Just as an example, and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll say it. 
the uh, your name and weathering with you have made me cry toward the end. You know, that's just the just the type of movies that I've uh, that, that are fun. Uh, Suzumi is not that type of movie. Uh, there's a lot more like kind of action to it, primarily in look. Stop if you've heard me before with uh, with this one. But girls kind of born on an island. There's a random guy that she meets that's looking for ruins. She she tells him where the ruins are. She gets to school, is worried about the guy, goes to the ruins, gets there before she does, accidentally unlocks a temporal portal to uh, another world in which worms come out of doors. And if the door stays open too long, the worm causes earthquakes and could destroy the and, and could destroy the, you know, Japan. Um, yeah. Stop if you. T- yeah. You guys never heard of this one before. Um, Did you see this in theaters, Barry? I did, yeah. I paid for it, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I en- I enjoyed it though. The okay. The animation is like stellar, insane. Like Craig, I've gotten you onto Demon Slayer just be sometimes because mm-hmm. the because the animation. Uh, the animation in this movie is top notch. It is insane how good everything looks. Uh, but it is. It's kind of it's not really your sad love story movie. Again, there's a lot more action to it uh, uh, because they're trying. They literally travel Japan to kind of close these doors so that the worms don't come out and destroy Japan. That's pretty much uh, the basis of the movie. And I think that's the first time I've actually explained the movie clearly enough that someone (laughs) didn't look at me with a confused face. To be honest, I'm getting better at it. But overall, like Suzumi, I enjoyed it. Good movie. And if you're. In case you don't just want my opinions on it, it's rated 7.0 out of 10 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, it is rated 96. And Fandango, it's rated 98. So He had to flex. He had to flex yeah. on that. I don't know what it is where, for whatever reason, anime movies always end up super high. Like, they're always and horror movies super low. Yep. And time. horror movies super low. Yep. Was it... Sorry. Was there a lot of people in the theater to see this? Like, is it like a Demon Slayer type event or not? Um, I'm just curious. So like. I, I went in there. The theater was maybe half full. Okay. Uh, That's not bad. And I, yeah. I had seen it a couple days afterward. Like this movie is just breaking all types of records in Japan okay. for sure. Like this most likely will be the most like it's. And I think it's already like the, like in Japan, it's the number one, like grossly animated film uh, okay. in Japan. So it's just like, keep, keep an idea for that out. Like there's a reason these movies are popular and it's not just, you know, it's not just because I like anime. It's because the movies are good. I, um, I watched. I watched it in sub. Uh, you can watch it in dub as well. Both seem to be equally as good. Just keep that in mind, Suzumi. If you, if you're willing to watch an anime film, uh, for I think it is like a two hour movie. Uh, go ahead nope. and uh, go ahead and watch it. Okay. And then just super quick. Uh, there is an anime that's kind of making everybody uh, watch it. It's uh, it's called Oshinoko. No, <laughs> um, not Food Wars. Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> we'll play this game again. Where? All right, let's do it. It's uh, so it's a take on the idol industry, kind of uh, like, and that's pretty exclusive to Japan. We really don't have idols here in a way, but. 16-year-old idol gets pregnant, goes to a doctor instead of getting oh the God. babies aborted, much like a lot of the uh, much like most of the times these things happen. Uh she decides to have the kids. On the day of the birth, the doctor gets killed and gets reincarnated as the baby for 
uh, of the idol. Hey, what are you so, watching? <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a Friends episode. That's oh what... my god! But uh, but still retains memories of his past life as a doctor. Is it strange? Yes. Uh, the main thing here is that yeah, see yeah, that's that's it. It's a it's a manga. Usually oh these episodes god. are like about thirty minutes. This is an hour and a half <laughs> prologue. I sat through an hour and a half and I didn't know what this was. Um, but I decided to watch it, uh, overall, like you're going to know if you like it, if you watch the first episode, that's very clear to me. Like if you're willing to watch through the first hour and a half, you're probably going to watch it, but the two, you know, I, you guys just continue to laugh at me. It's just, I can't stop. I can't oh stop. My God. I'm really trying. I'm trying. All right, go ahead. Sit. 66% of this uh, episode is is just kind of slice of life. It's really the last half of it, the last third of it. It gets really insane, gets really dark of particular things. I don't want to spoil kind of what happens in it, but it's surprisingly well done. I thought it was incredibly animated as well. But I, I've again, this is this is something I had seen on Twitter and I was like, OK, if everybody's talking about it, I'll watch. Watched it. Wasn't disappointed. That, that's all. Okay. Here's that. Okay. Yes. Yes. Please. Please. I can't wait to to hear this question. I can't. All right. Sorry. So I'm trying to like I was I was doing some digging while you're talking just to kind of get like a sense. Um. My <laughs> my only question is: Is this the type of anime that's gonna inevitably bring people over who are into underage girls? Is that where we're headed with this? Or is this something different? Because I'm getting that feeling. <laughs> well, re- oh. well, remember, like, idols and stuff, like, in Japan, right. like, it's right. a different culture, like, 16 years old. I'm what... seeing, like, I'm seeing, like, the like the dark side that you're talking about, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is wild. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, like, that part, I'm like, okay, that could be somewhat interesting. But anytime I hear, like, not gonna lie, you hear, like, anime with, an underage girl pregnant. I'm like, Oh boy. You know what I mean? Like that's my immediate thought. Um, it's but not, it, yeah, like that, that's not the crux of it. Okay, it is literally okay. like the, the first episode is primarily a little, and then bit you have talking that. toddlers from what I can yes, tell. The, yes. The toddlers do talk. Okay. Um, okay. so that, that, that is, the, there's, well, when you can keep your memories of being of your past <laughs> life, yeah, you're sure. going to remember how to talk. Sure. So, so they again, were talking as soon as they were born. Yeah, they, okay. they had the ability to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That's wild. Sick. <laughs> Again, stop me if you heard of it before, but no one, no one, stop me. Oh, nah, yeah. You only get this stuff out of Japan. It feels like, uh, yep. but just overall, I was extremely surprised with how the, uh, with how the first episode was. Again, like an hour and a half is a straight up movie. Uh, for for it most is. of it, I wasn't ex- yeah. wasn't expecting it, but I enjoyed it and. At the end of that first episode, like it got me hook, line, and sinker with the darker aspect of things. Just because it's nice to see that it's not just a, I don't know. There's a lot of pretty lights and singing and stuff like that, but it's, uh, it's a lot more. Uh, it's kind of like a, a look into, I guess, maybe what like celebrity singers, singers' life could be in America if I had to kind of relate the two. Okay. In a way, you know, we hear. We, you know, the we hear about like, you know, how Amanda Bynes and Lindsay Lohan kind of went through the, uh, you know, all of these issues from being childhood stars. A lot of the oh, times yeah. these idols have the same issues. 
that they uh, come up with this just an anime form. I feel like you but, hear a lot of suicide among idols as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. For, for sure. And yeah, like I would say if you're interested, just watch the first episode. You're going to know if you're going to like it. Let's be honest, an hour and a half of someone's time isn't that much to ask for, but it just depends mm-hmm. on, you know, you're going to know. You're going to know if you're going to like it. I, I will say I will stand by that by the first episode. Won't okay. make you watch, okay. you know, a whole season to figure out if you like it. First episode will tell you. Gotcha. Uh, all right. You know what? I'll let you guys talk for a second uh, before yeah. I get into Super Mario movie. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. Calm down. So uh, Mandalorian ended. Breath. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I know yeah, you, yeah. I know you watched that too, Barry, but we got the end yeah. of the Mandalorian. Um, I enjoyed this season quite a bit. I'd still stick by the fact that I think it started off extremely slow, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely Absolutely. went some places, set up some people for another show, obviously. Um, and, you know, I'm almost at the point where I'm enjoying the stories, but I feel like they're trying too hard to incorporate Grogu at this point. And I know it's their money maker, like it is. Like ninety percent of people are probably watching the show for what they would call Baby Yoda. Um, but I don't know. It just he has a purpose in the show. It's not like he doesn't, but I feel like it's almost like too much at this point of him. Um, where I'd be, I would personally like to see some other characters more. Um, give me more Bo-Katan and that kind of stuff, but. Uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was a very good season on par with the rest of the seasons. I enjoyed it um, once I got past the first two episodes, I'd say. Then I was in the groove and I was like, OK, we we can speed through these now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a worthy entry in the series. I don't know how many more they do. They kind of set it up where they could just let it be at this point, right? Like it could be done if they wanted to. Yeah, it definitely feels like and I'll I'll kind of just agree with everything you said, yeah. like those first couple episodes, we really don't feel like we have a direction yeah. at all. And then the final three, you know, three episodes kind of put us in a line where it was like, okay, here we go. Like, you know, for lack of a better term, we're going light speed to the plot Yep. Uh, for star Wars there. So j- j- just overall. Yeah. I agree with all that. It, you know, whether or not, hmm, I-, I feel like there was an interview saying that like, they're just, they're going to keep making the Mandalorian until, you know, they just stop, you know, people stop watching it. Yep. And for the most part, I just feel like how much more of the Mandalorian do we get until like Grogu, for example, you know, we have some sort of time skip and he's finally, you know, cause he's, I feel like he's set up to be, yeah. yes, some sort of main part of, in, of star Wars in yep. some way. And, you know, we have the Ashoka series coming out and, you know, we've already heard that Ray you know, is coming back for the next Star Wars trilogy. So yep. it's like where, you know, does Grogu make an appearance in that series? Is he a lot older? You know, what is what is teenage Grogu? You know, is he <laughs> is he like is he like Groot, you know, or anything <laughs> yeah. like that? Like, it's sort of strange to think about. Grogu, yeah, he's definitely set up to yeah. be some sort of main part of it. And how much of the Mandalorian we get, you know, it's kind of just up there. But I, I agree with you, too. Like for me, Bo-Katan was the best part of the season. Yeah. And I would almost my personal opinion, I would much rather them end it here. I know it's kind of set up to like, oh, he has some other stuff to do. But like just, you know, there's a million Star Wars shows and movies and all that. And like I've gotten my complete arc of the Mandalorian now. 
Um, and I would much prefer him to just, let's just end it there. Um, he's in a good spot. Let's go to these other characters and we could always bring him back later in a movie or, you know, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But I don't think we need another season or two or whatever they may be thinking, but it makes money. So that means they'll probably make more (laughs) and it's Pedro, it's Pedro Pascal and anything he's in right now is literally printing money. It it Um, is literally. And then uh, I have to go into Power Rangers once and always. Um, you know, everybody's been waiting for this movie. With, you know, everybody's like, man, I can't wait to watch Power Rangers. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Power Rangers is such a big part of my childhood that I have to like when I look at yes, it same. and uh, like the original Power Rangers. And um, I really appreciate that they still included um the yellow and green ranger are still in this movie. Um, obviously not played by those actors, but like they still have a part and I appreciate them doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a nice thing at the end as far as like an in memoriam for them. Um, but everybody else, uh, when I first started the movie, cause it's like an hour and a half or no, it's an hour. It's yeah, it's like an hour. Um, it's not very long and I was watching it. And the first thing I thought of was, was the acting this bad when I was a kid? The answer is yes. yes. It's always yes. been yes, terrible. Yes. It's always been yes, terrible. Always. And once, like, I started it, I got about 20 minutes in, and the first thing I did, I was like, this I, this acting is atrocious. I need to know where it's at on Rotten Tomatoes. And I pull up Rotten Tomatoes, it's at like an 88%. I'm like, holy <laughs> cow. So everybody else is overlooking the acting too. Okay, cool. I'm going to go back in. Let's just enjoy it for what it is. Um the girl that they bring in as the Yellow Ranger's daughter might be one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. She is absolutely awful. Um, it's very evident they found somebody who could do martial arts and acting was a secondary opinion. <laughs> um, but again, if you go back to original Power Rangers, it was the same thing. They didn't bring those people in to act. They brought them in because they could do some form of martial arts. Uh, but seeing everybody back is nice. Um, the acting you can kind of push aside and just enjoy that like hey there's the blue ranger and the black ranger and there's rocky the red ranger now the pink ranger is not the original pink ranger it's not kimberly i don't know why she didn't show up in this movie who knows um but i believe it was i forget her name but i believe she was from like the she, second generation she's yeah, she made a Hasn't comment she had, go ahead. what's that who, she made a comment. At, yeah, the actress that played Kimberly made a comment saying that she did, she did not want to. And I, I guess it's fairly, you know, fair to say this. She, she did not feel comfortable, of uh, getting into like that spandex thing. Now, you know, spandex right. pow, Power Rangers well, here, uniform. After here's the thing, though. When like I get that, and that's completely fine. But like, okay, take for instance, I'm going to take the Red Ranger. I'm going to take Rocky. Right? They bring Rocky back. And you can tell, like, this man is, I mean, he's probably, what, 50 at this point? Late 40s, early 50s. Not in the same shape he was, and that's fine. But when they, you know, when they morph into their suits, that's not Rocky. Because that dude is super skinny. You know what I mean? So none of them are doing their their choreographed stunt work when they're in the suits. None of them. Okay. Because you, it's yeah. very, it's very obvious that none of those actors are in those suits. So I mean, I get that, but like she wouldn't have been in those suits. 
even the yeah. girl they bring in is very obviously not the person in the suit. It's like blatantly obvious. Um, well, like, and they do. Like, s- Good. I was going to say that like it's Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. Is the actress mm-hmm. that actress. I know from another show that I watched years later, which is called Flashpoint, which mm-hmm. is a Canadian show essentially about a tactical team that goes into high risk situations. They're essentially like SWAT times 4,000. So like, I, I I don't know why she made that comment in particular. I mean, like, I don't know wh- where her, like where she's at right now in terms of getting comfortable in spandex, but like right. she, she maintained a specific level of um, athleticism, athleticism to do that role as well throughout her life. So I don't know. I just right. had to chime in with that, but continue. Right. Yeah. Um. But like all that aside, like it's a, it just reminded me of sitting in front of my TV on a Saturday morning and, and watching Power Rangers. Um, I I don't agree with them when they form the, the Megazord. I don't agree with them going fully CGI because there's something there was something about it not being CGI back in the day where it was like that chunky like puppeteering work. That yeah. was so that was like that was it. And for them to go full CGI and it's very obvious throughout this movie that their CGI budget was like ten dollars. Like when you get to that 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 big ending where they're forming that and they're fighting the big like villain, it looks bad. Like it's just if you can't do the CGI, like just do the puppet, man, because we all like that. It was so like, I don't know if you go back and watch that and like the punches are like, ah, you know what I mean? Like it's just super, uh, I don't know, bad, but. I just think the CGI made it worse, but everything else was like, it's exactly what I wanted. It's a stupid, cheesy story. Um, Rita Repulsa is like, it's still her in the voice, but it's like mechanical. Uh, so like, don't see her face at all. So it's her just doing the voice. And that could be something where she was like, I don't really want to put that outfit on anymore. I'm too old maybe, or I just don't want to do it. But I, I can get behind her still doing lending her voice to it. Um, and that's where I like I, br- I brought up like the the anime gestures. I never realized how anime Rita Repulsa is when she, she talks with her hands. My God, is she like all over the place and like, oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I had such a fun time with it. Uh, if you're like us with that, you know, memory as a child, you're going to enjoy it. Um, I don't know. I bet you kids, if they watch it now, probably are going to be like, this is dumb. I had it on a little bit when my kid was watching for like 10 minutes and she was like, this is stupid. And I'm like, yeah, but you had to be there. It was awesome. You it had to awesome. be there. You're spoiled yeah. now with how good stuff looks like back then. Like we all believed that like they were the, the coolest ninjas in the world. Yeah, and like they were just like. Oh man, they can't beat the putties, but man, when they morph, look out putties. Cause you're just b- about to get just absolutely annihilated. So, you know, yeah, it's man. I thought it was a good time. It seems like everybody else does too. You just have to overlook the stuff that we overlooked as kids, honestly. Yeah. And they had, they had somebody from everybody there. They kind of, mm-hmm. um, they, they essentially went across the like ethnic spectrum yep. or most of the ethnic spectrum. It's hard to go across the entire like they had somebody for everybody. They had a black ranger who also happened to be black, which was funny. Mm-hmm. But, um, like they had, <laughs> they had like a bunch of different things that, like you know, you were able to kind of you could see some, you could see yourself in one of the Power Rangers. Yeah, 
growing up. You wanted to be, you either were, you had a nerdiness like Billy or, yep. you know, a steadfast leadership like, you know, like the Red Ranger or like you hated everything, but then like got friends like Tommy did. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? You had, yep. you had like something to look at with everybody, you know, I don't know. And, and growing Childhood. up, Kimberly, at least like in, in my area, Kimberly was everybody's first crush. Um, yeah, it was either that or the girl. It, it was either her or the girl from Saved by the Bell. It was like always yeah. one of those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, Kimberly's the best. Um, but yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a great time. It, it, yeah. There's worse ways you can spend an hour. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mention it because, Craig, I do plan on watching the uh, Power Rangers thing, but I need to find a way to stream the original Mighty Morphin's Power Ranger movie. Before I watched Ivan Ooze. Oh, yes. Ivan Ooze. <laughs> that was classic. the pinnacle, pinnacle of it for me. Uh, I so remember I being excited, that. dude. Like, yeah. I remember counting down the days to go see that in theaters. Yeah. I was I, like, I, oh my God, I a Power thought, Rangers movie. Talk about so a locking its core so good. memory. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. still remember seeing that in theaters. And it's like, I barely yeah. remember anything from my childhood. But Ivan Ooze, they had to really, Ivan they had Ooze, to really find themselves. Yeah, they had to find themselves in that movie. They had to get, they had to leave, and they had to find a whole new, like, different yeah. type of Power Ranger. That um, was, in, terms of in all honesty, that was a movie event on par with like a Star Wars when that came out. <laughs> yeah. Like it really yeah. was. Yeah. Like yeah. it was an event. Like everybody, everybody in your neighborhood was like, "When are you going to go see Power Rangers?" You know, like we all got to go at the same time. It was massive. Yeah. It was like that, and then later the Pokemon movies. Because I yep. still remember wait. I remember waiting in line for the Pokemon movies more than I remember the Pokemon yep. movie for the first time. I remember with yeah, my dad. Yeah, they gave you that ancient Mew card, baby. Yep. That ancient Mew card. Yep. <laughs> Go, <Yep>. baby. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, it's amazing how like, and I guess, and this is more getting off of like the direction we we usually go, but like how big kids movies were like back then. They were events for us mm-hmm. where. You know, I'll I'll talk about Super Mario movie, but it's definitely not the event that it was, right. you know, like movies and kids going to the movies with their, you know, forcing their adult to go take them to go see Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Is not what it was? And definitely it's more or less the digital age. So you can put on the movie on your personal TV and then walk away and have your kid watch <laughs> yeah. something for two yep. hours while you're <laughs> yeah. doing something else. So it's kind of. Yeah. It's kind of all there, but I, you know, I, I do fondly remember looking at those times with Pokemon, the Digimon movie, the, um, the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Like those were all events in, yep. in my mm-hmm. childhood life for sure. Yep. And, um, Star Wars for me, like episode one, my dad, I, yeah. my dad went with me and it was just like, you know, sitting there and him being like, I remember when I saw the first Star Wars the day it came out in theaters and him just being like, no way, you know, yeah, before before yeah. it was called A New Hope. Yeah. When it was yeah. just, yeah, when it was just, just Star, Star Wars. Wars. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about the Super Mario movie. Pretty easy on my end. Uh, and I guess I didn't realize I went on an animated kick, I guess. Mm-hmm. of Super <laughs> Mario movie and Craig's talked about it before. Uh, big thing here is just know I, you just got to know coming in. It's a kid's movie. If you know when coming, it's a kid's movie. Like I enjoy all the Easter eggs that I get to see. I love what they did with like the original, like Mario mu- music 
they kind of up tuned it up the tempo and it's like they're all really fun songs i don't really care much for the licensed songs at some point i thought i was watching guardians of the galaxy with some <laughs> with like take the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack and put it in the super mario movie is pretty much what they did and i really love all the easter eggs they put into it i thought you know chris pratt's mario yeah it's not an italian over-the-top mario uh, I thought Anna Taylor Joy's Princess Peach was really good. Uh, of course, Jack Black as Bowser and his Peaches, Peaches, Peaches song <laughs> went extremely viral. I yep. guess my my only real thing is I wish it just wasn't the plot of Odyssey in mm-hmm. my eyes. Like, that's the plot of this movie is Bowser wants to marry Princess Peach. So I, I just... <laughs> well and, and like to be honest i just thought that would be like another movie's plot so it's so it's for me it's just like it's this what the plot is going to be forever for mario movies is bowser sorry if i keep saying zelda i don't know if i did there or not i might have but you said bowser okay oh, no, you so said, you said you said peach yeah. you said peach yeah. okay peach yeah like i'm just not sure if that's going to be the the strategy of Bowser is just going to be, I need to marry princess peach and then that's it. Or if like, there's going to be some other way to, you know, curve the narrative over into something else that that's all I worry about. Cause other than that, like, I think it's, I think it's a good movie. Uh, and it's just, it's fun to have. And also hour and a half, man, did that fly by like yep. movie starts out a little slow, but then you realize, Oh, I only got, I got like an hour left. Things got, things are picking up like that kind of thing where an hour and a half movie is, you know, you kind of miss the, you kind of miss the hour and a half movies in, in my eyes for the most part. Cause they're, mm. they don't take up an entire afternoon to go watch a movie. It's just, you know, hour and a half and I'm back to back in time to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I love hour and a half movies. I think they're great. Oh, same, same. <laughs> I don't need three hour movies. Unless it's John Wick. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, unless it's John Wick. <laughs> I still need to go see, which I will. But yeah, like that's that's my anime hit of movies. Uh, f- go ahead, Craig. What do you think about Dark season one? Almost done with season I'm one. St- I'm still in the dark, man, um, <laughs> on on what's going on. Not on my I, I don't know why it. I didn't expect that. I, I should have expected it the moment <laughs> that came out of your mouth. But for whatever reason, I didn't. <laughs> um. So my child disappearances are scary. Mm-hmm. And I think what the actors and actresses have nailed in this show early is sincere parents' reactions to their child or a, a small town's children, whether it be one, two, three, whatever, disappearing. Um, like I think I think what do, what does what this show does well is is it it really kind of they do do a good job displaying human emotion reactions to what is going on and, and such like that even if I don't know exactly where the time travel aspect is come I mean I know the past time travel I'm far enough in the show to have seen multiple characters go in the past um I uh I really like it. So one of the things that I like that both of you guys will definitely, uh, well, I hope will definitely say what that I like is they try to keep you, they try to inform you as the watcher by showing 
past person and present person together. They do that in like a montage frequently. Sometimes it'll be at the end of an episode. Sometimes it'll be a very quick one in the middle, but they'll show Ulrich, who's my boy. Um, Those I, I love. I love Ulrich, and I also love Kat Katarina, which is really funny because they're husband and wife. If I mm-hmm. that those are the correct ones, right? Yeah. So I I I love that storyline specifically um, with the with the adultery and um, where they're moving from now. But I, they'll show Ulrich as as like the, the young Ulrich, who I also actually really enjoy. Um, and adult one like side by side. They'll show Katarina as a young, uh, you know, or side by side, whatever. Um, and I, I really kind of like that. I like I like those very artistic montages that kind of just remind you, like, oh, by the way, we know that there's now seventy five characters with the past and presents. Here's who they. This, here's what they look oh, like, yeah. so that you can continue. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they didn't do that, you'd be in trouble. Like you would have no like like my wife has that. She still has her paper next to uh, <laughs> the the bed that has all the characters with arrows going to like. You know what I mean? It's insane. It it looks like a crazy yeah. person sketch. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's so like I I like that they do that. That's really funny because I almost wanted to write a couple of people down. <laughs> I remember like I've already extended probably 80% of the people that I know by name until they say their name again in the show. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I know there's the hotel owner. I know that they're like you know what I mean? I know what she has done. I know mm-hmm. what kid her has done. Right. And then what the revelations have happened with that, because Ulrich's on a rampage right now trying to figure out like where his son is. Um, and that's understandable. Um, but I do love the show. And I like that it has. I like that there's so many things I don't know that I that I want to see where what the answers are. And it's not like in a lost kind of way, because I know that this show only has three seasons where a lost took people down the rabbit hole for like, what was it, 11 or 12? And you had to wait like 10 years to get your answers. And a lot of people didn't like what those answers were. Um, Whereas here, I know that like I'm two episodes probably away from the end of the first season. I know that I I don't know how some of these some of the people who have gone back to the past are getting back minus. um, See, I don't remember people's names, but it's the adult, the person who's committing the adultery with Ulrich, her son, who. Like, I, I guess I can't ruin it, but like the only way I can explain the only way the only way I can explain my theories is to ex- is to describe people and ruin the show. So I'm not. What right. I will say is watch Dark with the subtitles. It's fine. It's a German Netflix show from 2017 to 2020. It is three seasons. I'm still at the end of season one. And I don't know how I haven't watched something like this. Um, it's great. I think it's it was definitely because it was in German. Like Netflix yeah. really and and I think for the most part Netflix really's like suggested section really hasn't expanded until recent years. For them like, you know, mm. everybody will say, you know, oh, Netflix needs more stuff and it's like they have a lot of good stuff, but some of it is in other languages is the main thing there. Yeah. And not only till recently, I think have they really started to push some of their other language uh like Netflix specials that have done really well. And like that, I feel like that's the yeah. only reason, you know, we haven't seen dark until we did Craig, when, when did, did, did you end up seeing it like quite early? Like, were you there for the pr- premiere of season three? I didn't watch it when it first came out. Okay, no, so I didn't watch had, it when yeah. it first came out. I watched it later. Yeah. It was one of those ones is the same thing where it was like, 
at that time, I wasn't watching anything foreign on Netflix when that yeah. came out at all. Like I would, I did not give it the time of day, but it had to be somebody who was like, yo, have you seen dark? I'd be like, what? Like, yeah, it's like a German show. And I was like, I don't want to watch that if it's not like in English. And they're like, no, you got to watch it. And then you start it and you're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Yep. And we've said it on the show before. Yeah, the, English, just, the English version I, of the show is perfectly passable. It is great. It, it, there's no yep. issue with the English version. If you decide that I get people sometimes watch TV very passively and like the English yep. version of it is passable enough to you to be able to do something while passively paying attention to the plot. You wouldn't be giving it the service it probably deserves for how good it is, but it is serviceable. For sure. Yeah. But uh, for sure. yeah, because that's the thing. I wanted to watch it in German because I wanted the uh, the authentic, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I started out. Yeah. That but then you have to fully went, pay um, attention. 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. I watch it with English mm-hmm. dub. <laughs> OK. Hmm. I, 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 maybe I'll change depending on what I'm doing because when I was watching, I was fully devoted. I wasn't really playing on my phone, but yeah, no, anyway. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, anything else you yeah, guys want to go great over? Show. Anything like that? Perfect. Okay. I don't think well, so. I want to thank everybody for no, listening. Play Resident Please Evil it. Four Remake. Everybody at home. All right, everybody at home, play Resident <laughs> Evil Four Remake. Uh, also, watch Oshinoko. If if we're gonna tell people to watch stuff, Craig, do you want to tell people to watch or play anything? Mm-hmm. You're gonna nope. tell them to watch Disney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for listening. Please make sure to <laughs> no <laughs> share the podcast if you feel so inclined. Please make sure to review it on your podcast listening platform of choice. And please feel free to like and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube and feel free to go off in the comments below with. And if you feel interested, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Twitch if you feel so inclined. But other than that, I want to thank everybody for listening and you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.